Hey, and welcome to the Rally Podcast. We're stoked that you're here. We hope that this would be a tool to help you pursue the presence of God, people, and the ways of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Rally Roundtable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Today's going to be a good one. Get the vibes going. Here we are. Today okay, we are talking. No, this is amazing. This is, Today I mean, we're talking about what are we talking about? Sex. Sex. That was Salt sex. and Pepper's song. Let's talk about sex. In case anybody didn't hear that. Okay. And we're excited. So if we haven't met before, if this is your first time tuning in, we're so excited that you are joining us today. My name is Taylor. Um, this is my husband, Josh. I'm the co-host, Josh. <laughs> hey, Josh. It's, it's beautiful to be here. These are some of our friends, incredible, incredible people. We've got Caleb and Kristen White. Tell us a little bit about you. Oh, okay, oh. babe, you go first. I played professional football oh, for 15 years. No, I'm... You taught Tom Brady. I taught Tom Brady everything. Um, you no, did. I, pretty much as far as it goes, I'm a pretty boring guy. <laughs> like golf, pretty normal. Have three children. We do. Come all on. Under, we all do. Three sons, all under the age of five. So we Woo! have lots of sex. Had sex to make that happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've had sex at least three times. Three so, times. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So we know what we're doing. It's we're, worked three times. We're uh, calling ourselves the sex birds. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> apparently. That's why we've got you on here, the sex birds. Yeah. We need Let to the learn. record show we didn't come up with that name. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I will put it on the record okay, and you. say Caleb and Kristen are the sex birds for thank today. You. For, for some hours. reason, thank when you. you say it with the Australian accent, it's just, it's better. <laughs> yeah, it's better. <laughs> and it feels weird to call yourself yeah. the sex birds. I, I, will put it, I will put it on you, okay, Caleb, thanks. the sex birds. So we are joined with two of our great friends, Caleb and Kristen <laughs> White, the sex birds. Keeps the train moving. Um, but it's going to be incredible. They, they lead Fuse Student Ministry and uh, some of our dearest friends and truly... Um, I am excited to hear from you guys. We joke about being sex experts, but I feel like there is some wealth and some knowledge and some gold that you're going to share with us today. Well, we're going to share something anyways. <laughs> share yes. the truth, Caleb. Oh, uh, yeah. We're going to share something. <laughs> we were supposed to put this timer going. There we go. Oh, there we go. Oh, good job, Josh. Follow right. the rules. Good job. All right. So basically we're in this series. We're talking about love, relationship, dating, sex. We've talked about purity. We've talked about boundaries. We've talked about sex, but today the aim is to really have an open and honest conversation of what does it look like um, to have healthy sex within the confines of of marriage, to really explore how did God intend us to live sexually. So um, I'm excited to dive into it. So let's let's go. So the first question I have <laughs> is what has been your journey with sex? I mean, I don't want to assume anything. Yeah. We joked and said you were the sex experts, but <laughs> what has your journey looked like with sex? And Story we'll jump time. in as well, but I'm just pumped Story to time. hear it. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll share first. So I was actually, I was not a virgin when we got married, um, which is part of my story and part of like some of the redemption and healing that God has had to bring to my life when it comes to sex. Um, because I had sex at such a young age, you know, there was a lot of undoing that God had to do when it came to sex and especially within marriage because I mean, I lost my virginity when I was 15, you know, and so that is young. And so at the time, I had no idea what God's design for sex was. You know, for me, it was this thing that I was just doing in a relationship because I thought it's what I needed to do to feel desirable and to feel loved and to feel affirmed that this per- person wanted me, you know. And so then when it came to marriage, I had to undo some of that because that's not a healthy way to view sex. And so for me, it really, 
And I mean, this is, you know, me summing up years of God yeah. working to heal some of these things. But for me, it really came down to understanding, you know, sex is about connection and intimacy and I mean, pleasure. Like, you know, if we're going to go there, let's go there. Yeah. So for me, you know, it even took years into our marriage, I think, for me to remember and to realize, like, I'm not having sex because I just want to feel loved by Caleb and because I just want to mm-hmm. be affirmed that he wants me. Like, you know, this really is for connection and intimacy and all those things. And so it has definitely been a lot of years of like letting the Lord heal those things. And, and in my journey with my view of sex and how God designed it and why he designed it and all those things. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I uh, made a lot of bad teenage decisions as well. You know, as you tend to do when you're 14, 15, 13, 14, whatever. Um, But really uh, when I got saved at, uh, after my freshman year of high school, it, it was a pretty is a pretty drastic testimony. I'm, I mean, I made a lot of new friends, and so I had a couple of couple of wonky years there where things things kind of went sideways pretty quick. But then after that, once I once I got saved, it was a it was a pretty you know a pretty conservative I guess uh, relationship with with I didn't have any girlfriends or anything. I went to prom with a couple girls, but you know. With when a couple of girls. Well, I mean, went to prom Ladies junior, and, junior and senior year. <laughs> I did go to, job. No, but I did go to prom my junior year in my dad's minivan, okay. which was just, Respect. you know, you want to talk about sex? Ro- you want to talk about, like, being a ladies' man? No, no, very much so not. Um, yeah, but then, you know, we got married pretty quickly, like, after I, you know, we were, we were pretty young, so... I don't know. Sex for me has just been it's it's we'll get into this, I'm sure. But it's it's such a different journey for for a guy and a girl. Um, But yeah, I just I'm a huge fan of sex. Sex I think I think it's a great idea. I think it's a it's (laughs) I would just 10 out of 10 would recommend inside the confines of of marriage. So, yeah, I mean, speak, speak. Obviously, yeah, sex is good and and we love it and it's fun and all these things. But I, I'd love for you guys to just take a moment and speak to like, why, why do you think sex matters? And, and, and what, what, what ha- obviously there's a lot of pros that, that come to having sex within marriage, but just tell some of your story of why, why have you learned over the years that what has mattered about having sex and, and, and why do you do yeah. it? Obviously, but yeah. just tell the people a little bit. Well, I mean, you know, the, the, the biblical picture of marriage is this gospel message that you know that God and his people are intended to be intimately involved with each other and sex is one of those things that is it of course it's physical but it, it's 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 deeply emotional it's mm. spiritual in that it it blends way more than your body it, it kind of has this soul sort of approach and I think it I think so much about sex was meant to mirror the gospel message as well that that you know yeah. a relationship with yes. Jesus is not it's not this sterile religious approach it is very much a relationship it's intimate it has its highs and its lows it has its its valleys and its canyons like it has there's heartbreak there's letdown there's faith there's there's mountaintop like there's all this sort of stuff and you know truly all of that is kind of it's it's it connected to sex but from a from a not necessarily like biblical marriage and sex standpoint between two people, it's it's also like it takes a lot to make yourself vulnerable. Yeah. And and you know, let's just be honest, like being naked in mm-hmm. front of somebody is an extremely vulnerable thing. Yes. And I think that's sort of, you know, it's hard to you have so many prayers in the Psalms about like coming to God spiritually naked. Mm-hmm. Come to come to mm-hmm. God with no pretense. Come to God with your guard down. Come to God with exactly how you are, the way that you're feeling. 
and you get to practice that physically by coming to your spouse, you know, fully exposed in, in every way. And so I think sex is important because it allows you to drop your pretense. It allows you to drop your expectation and just be together in a way yeah. that, you know, it's hard to replicate in, in every other space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. That's amazing. I even yeah. just that that aspect of that vulnerability is something that I think I just never considered until we were coming up to our wedding night. And yeah. I thought for us, our story was we dated and definitely were not perfect, um, but we were virgins on our wedding night. So this is the first time either one of us were going to have sex. And I remember thinking the morning of, oh my goodness, like I am about to get naked, you know, <laughs> yes. for the yeah. first time. Yeah. And and be vulnerable to this person. And there is this level of vulnerability that you just look at the way God, how God created sex and you look into the science of it, that it's not just physical, that it's emotional, yeah. that that there's vulnerability. And you think, man, there's a reason God made it within the context of marriage. And mm-hmm. it wasn't for him to be, you know, the fun police. It was for him to almost, well, it was for him to protect us. Yeah. And he knows the best design for it. So, yeah. well, and that's it's so good. That's one of the things I love. And we don't have this much in our language as much. I mean, you do hear it at weddings and stuff, but the idea of a marriage is this covenant. Yes. Know, where, you know, the idea of, of sex in marriage is only on the other side of binding yourself to this other person, legally, spiritually. Like, that's where you get to expose yourself vulnerably emotionally physically spiritually because it's 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 weird right it's weird it's strange it's new it's it's foreign it's all these different things and so you you need to have that that backing of like if i stink at this or this is really weird this person just swore that they were going to love me yeah. anyway. They have to, <laughs> you know? they like, have to stick no, it like, out. And that's, yeah. that's the good yeah. thing is like, I can, I can be terrible at this and embarrass myself and this can be a horrible yeah. first night, but yeah. we just, we just promised each other in yeah. front of God and our friends yeah. that yeah. like right. we're in it. So that's where the safety kind of comes from to, to let your guard yeah. down and kind of enter into it. So. Yeah. It's great. It's so true. Yeah. I don't have tons to add to that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next question then. So we have said what why does sex matter? Um expectation versus reality. Josh, I'm gonna pass mm-hmm. that over to you. Okay. Come on, Pastor Josh. Hey, well, uh, so, something that with 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 I think people have obviously preconceived ideas, whether they're coming into marriage or or made a commitment, okay, I want to save sex for marriage and we watch movies and we see the moment kick down the door and you're making out and all of a sudden in the movie they're having sex on the countertop and it's a hot <laughs> steamy thing and there's there's preconceived ideas but then there's reality there there, there is yeah. time and tired and it's not always amazing as you thought it was and I, I would just love love us to have a conversation for a moment around this idea mm-hmm. of maybe someone has expectations and then reality hits and and what would be any advice that you would speak to when it comes to this I mean I think I would just say sex is good and fun. I mean, it's God's idea. You know, like it is so good and fun and enjoyable and all of those things. But I would maybe say it's not always those things. And there are certainly times and seasons where sex has been like the best thing ever. And then there are times that we have had to be really intentional about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, the reality. We're having sex tonight. I don't care how tired you are. I don't care what how much work you have to do. I know that we have three children. Yeah. 
Put it on the calendar. Nine o'clock. <laughs> take time. your yeah. clothes off. We are having and sex. I mean, y'all, that doesn't feel like sexy to like put sex yeah. on the calendar. But you're gonna but make it a priority. Yes, but at the end of the day, like we know that it is a priority and it's important. And God designed it in the context of marriage, and so we want to prioritize it. But it definitely takes some intention intentionality. And there are seasons in marriage where we haven't had to, where we have more time and more energy. And, you know, we don't have three children, four and under. And so, you know, but this is one of those seasons where I feel like there are times when we have to choose it a little bit more. And we're not like, honestly, I feel like this is a season for us where it's a little bit more quality over quantity. You know what I mean? And we're not like embarrassed about that. We're not ashamed about that. Like that's the season that we're, that is reality for us right now. But I think we've clearly communicated that expectation. Like, you know, there are times that we have had more sex than the current season of marriage. We're sure. in. That's OK, you know, mm-hmm. um, but the reality of our time and energy <laughs> and all of those things, sex looks different in different seasons. But I think it's also, you know, you were talking about how marriage, you know, is this picture of the gospel and sex is part of that. And so I think, you know, really the gospel is someone dying for the sake of someone else. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day. Even sometimes if I'm, you know, not feeling it, I know there is never one time we've had sex and I've regretted it. But I know that every time on the other side of sex, <laughs> that's up. good news for you, Caleb. I feel like it's always on the other side led to connection and fellowship and friendship and intimacy. And so if there's ever a time when I'm like, I don't know that I'm feeling this, I have to remind myself it always feels worth it. And I feel like that grows me in humility. Like I get to choose a way to serve you and that's never a bad thing, mm-hmm. you know, to like grow. And, and it's not wow. always this thing where you have to choose to die to yourself. Like it, there's plenty of times it's fun and all the things, but there are sometimes you have to choose it. I think that's probably more for women, honestly, oh, yeah. than for men. Yeah. But I think for, if you're a woman out there and you feel like sometimes I'm doing this just to serve my spouse, you know what? That's okay. For that's sure. okay. I just want to tell you that is okay sometimes, yeah. sister. Heck yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. what would you say, Caleb, even to guys who, because it's a real thing, they've maybe oh, watched yeah. watch porn and seen these things, and then all of a sudden they're coming into a marriage, and, and, and what would be your encouragement when it comes to even things like that? Yeah, a couple things popped in my head. The first is, and we'll, we'll probably get to like shame and how mm-hmm. to, you know, so we'll get to that in a second. The first thing I would say, though, is don't don't watch porn. Like, I know that, you know, I was exposed to pornography in, you know, seventh, eighth grade, and but it was kind of one of those things that always like, you know, I don't know. I don't necessarily want to get into pornography, but yeah. but it's just it's it's so not honest. It's so not so real fake. that anybody who's actually who wants any sort of substance in their relationship, you should be able to see right through it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just so. But that doesn't change movies or songs or any like subtle different things you have expectation. Of course, I came into marriage thinking like. Let's go, yeah. You know, freaking. Yep. Let's rip. We're going to Mexico on our honeymoon. Get Game ready, time. you know. Yeah. Um, so I think there there are a couple of expectations that are different from reality. The first is uh, what to expect in terms of what you're both going to get out of of sex. Yeah. Um, for for a guy, for, so for me, I won't speak for all men. For me, when we're disconnected, in my opinion, we need to have sex. And then we can reconnect, like it will help us to reconnect. Mm-hmm. It's a physical way for me to say, like, let's break this miscommunication, whatever boundary down, and we'll connect on this. On her side of the equation, it's the exact opposite. Like, it, it, like we need to meet and talk and conversate, and then she's ready to connect. So the expectation for me was we'll just have sex whenever, and it will help us to get 
And yeah. there's a picture, then it's like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We need, we need a couple glasses of wine and a date night and a couple hours of conversation. We need to go by Spill the Beans in Clemson and get some ice cream. And now she's ready to, to think about this. But for me, you know, so that, that's a very different expectation. The other expectation is um, sex. I, I think everybody approaches sex. So let's just talk about sex and marriage. Okay, I'm not even talking about like married couples. Everybody's different. Yeah. Everybody's background is different. Everybody's comfort level is different. Yeah. Everybody's everything is different. You have no idea, you know, until maybe you've gotten married to somebody who has a sexual trauma in their background right. or somebody who has a sexual past that they're very not proud of. And they're, you know, they're working on not being embarrassed and how to open up to you the way they opened up yeah. to a lot of. Pre- so you cannot put pressure on sex because sex is supposed to be the opposite of pressure. Right? Yes. It's supposed to be this. This free and fun and ridiculous and silly and awesome sort of thing that if you have all this added pressure of yeah. what your peers are going to think or yeah. what your friends are doing with their sex life or what you did with this person that you had sex with when you were in college or that's whatever, good. like you're, you're just you're constantly going to be trying to hit a moving target and that's just going to yeah. be not there. So I would say go into sex with very little expectation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the expectation being I'm going to connect with my spouse and it, if it takes something that I'm that I'm not used to or something that that, mm-hmm. that I was not prepared, like I'm going to lay myself down and I'm going to I'm going to serve and we're, we're going to connect here. So, yeah. and yeah. I mean, I think it's like any part of a relationship as you get to know someone more like it changes and maybe the expectations and, yeah. you know, your sex life can change. And honestly, I'm like, if we're married for. 50 years, you know, our sex life is going to change because yeah. <laughs> having sex for 50 years, you know, you got to keep it spicy. Sounds so. awesome. <laughs> Sounds awesome having sex for 50 years. <laughs> I'm there for it. That's the dream. <laughs> oh, boy. But a big thing I, I think even for us is, is like communication is so important. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and yes, you can come into a marriage with preconceived ideas. I even know for me that, that yes, there, there may have been. Yeah, sexual images and things that you grow up in and it, and it paints a picture in your mind but but the reality of just being a young Christian dude is like I can't wait to get to marriage and I'm going to mm-hmm. have sex and it's going to mm-hmm. be amazing we do it every single day da, 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 da. and you get in, get into marriage and, and, and yes it's incredible then it's like oh that was a little bit awkward or oh I did I did and there's there's these realities that come into yeah. it and it's just like yep. I think over seven years nearly married now it's like you just have to get so good at communicating yes. of, of, yes. of where the season's at how you're feeling about things and I think the beautiful uh-huh. thing about marriage is you're building together and it's right. like you get to know what each other like and timing and all those yeah. sorts of things well, yeah. I mean, and what happens if you're you know your spouse works third shift mm-hmm. yeah. right and so you yeah. work during the day they work during the night you're exhausted at the exact opposite times like mm-hmm. you just it doesn't help to just assume everybody's got the same approach everybody's going to have the same experience like the communication piece is yeah. so fundamental yep i remember yep. um when we were doing premarital counseling one of the best kind of advice i think i ever heard was when you're thinking about sex and you're thinking about what to expect it's less about the orgasm and more about the intimacy mm-hmm. and so if you were to look at hey what would be the win out of any time we had sex the win is always intimacy over orgasm. And that That's just... Good. She I went there, everybody. She just yeah. said that the is so good. I do. Healthy yeah. sexpectations. Exactly. Oh, boy. Oh, that, wow, that wow, trademark. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But That's I think good, I think that is so freeing. Um, just this idea of that. That is what sex yep. is. This beautiful intimacy that you get to share mm-hmm. with one person in... And obviously today, 
um, if you're listening to this, we are talking about sex from a Christian perspective. So we right. are talking about sex within the context of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is the beautiful thing, I think, of how God has designed it. So yep. I don't know. I think you think of the relationship that we have and that you guys have. And, you know, for, for the most part, it feels like we get to build off a really solid friendship. We get yeah. to build off yep. a great relationship where we can be open and honest. And it's almost like we're building this cake, this beautiful cake. And it's filled with, you know, amazing fillings and stuff. And it's like sex is incredible, but it is not the whole cake. Yep. Mm-hmm. It is the icing on top yep. and it is exciting and it is yep. wonderful. But there is so much more substance to our relationship than just sex. Good. Yeah. Uh, look, look, Christians and, you know, Christians get roasted for being so conservative about the way they about the way they approach sex. So boring. Literally, uh, my my group of friends before I got married. Now we got engaged when I was nineteen, so we were super young, and the guys were like, "We, we were there too." Like, what yes. are you doing? <laughs> Literally, one of my best buds said, "You're telling me you're ready to have sex with one person for the rest of your life." Like that, and that's that's what people that aren't Christians they think about. Yeah. But I promise you, and I will, you can take this to the bank. Oh, well, I'm nervous. I'm right, nervous about. Oh, I'm excited. Say, I have I have a dozen friends, close friends today that do not follow Jesus that have had sex with more people than you've seen in the last month, okay? The ones who do it the way that God intended, it's better, it lasts longer, it creates more better relationships. Yeah. I pr- I promise you. It may be exciting for you for your 3 years when you were in college and you were doing whatever it has lasting effects. Yeah. If you think that the way to do Christian sex, at, you know, is boring or it, you're a prude or it's mm-hmm. blah, 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 you're freaking wrong. And you, you're <laughs> going to, you either, you know, you can either trust me now or you can trust me when you blow your life up. Mm-hmm. But I'm serious. I had a conversation with a friend of mine who he played, played professional soccer for a little while. And he calls me. We met in Charlotte for, for a lunch one day. And he said, this guy's not a Christian, okay? And he looks at me over unlimited sushi at this restaurant one day. It was awesome. <laughs> he says, I've had sex with over a 1,000 women. I feel nothing. Wow. Physically, I feel nothing. Spiritually, emotionally, wow. I feel nothing. He's like, I, have, I can't connect. Wow. It doesn't work anymore. He's like, what do I do? And this is a guy who made so much fun of the way Christians were approaching not having sex, you know, freely in high school and it was like it was so shocking to me because it was like you know what the point isn't orgasm it's intimacy the point is connection the point is you make a good friend and you you're with them for 60 years until you're both old and ugly and saggy (laughs) and wrinkly and you still get hot for each other and you figure it out you know (laughs) but like if you don't do it that way the alternative is you know you just you're taking a real serious chance you Mm -hmm. know yeah yeah it's great Yep. Let's let's even talk about so so with this is is so people people are in they're like yep we're gonna we're gonna save sex marriage and, and so let's talk practically like how do you build a, a healthy sex life like we've we've talked about some things but as much any other practical advice you want to give around just building a healthy sex life I mean I think we've kind of talked about this but I, I can't overstate just the value and importance of communication and I yeah. think one of the things we talk about with Uh, people especially when we're doing premarital counseling with people is the phrase being awkwardly honest Mm. and I feel like especially when it comes to sex like you've got to ask the questions like what do you like that I do what do you not like how often do you want to have sex what new things do you want to try and those conversations can be really awkward you know at first even I mean you know we kind of talked about these things recently like we do a vision weekend in January and we talked about some of this stuff like you know 
like we talk about that, you know, mm-hmm. and and those things can still be awkward sometimes, but it's so valuable to make sure that you are on the same page with what you want, what you don't want sometimes is maybe just as important. Um, and so I just communication, communication is so key and so helpful. Yep. I'd, I'd start <clears throat> a little further back than that. I'd say talk about your past first. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, you, you have to have it's it is it's totally OK if you're coming into marriage and you have a past that you don't love. You gotta, you gotta at least acknowledge that, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you're setting your partner up for a real loss as they're trying to figure out what's going on yeah. and all this sort of stuff. So I'd say talk, talk about your past. Um, the other thing that I would say is, you know, and we hit on this a little bit, but but set some very accurate expectations. Like if you know you're gonna have to meet somewhere in the middle. So and this is this is not necessarily like oh guys just want to have sex all the time and girls just don't like. I have friends that the exact opposite yeah, is true. Right. You know, where yeah. it's like, for whatever reason, the woman, she just wants to have sex all the time. The guy's like, dude, give me a break, you know? <laughs> and so you have to you have to meet somewhere in the middle. Like, so set an expectation, a, a realistic expectation. And honestly, look like this is gonna sound this is gonna sound completely unrelated, but it's not. Have a calendar meeting, look at your month together as a as a couple, and know when are the times when we should be thinking we need to plan sex. And when are the times when it's probably just going to happen because yep. yep. we ain't got nothing to do on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night. And I know we're going to crack open a bottle of Cabernet yep. and it's going down. You know, the bachelor's on. We're getting two bottle, two glasses of wine in. And it's I know it's going down, so I ain't even worried about it. But, oh, this whole week he's gone for work and she has two late night work meetings. Like, we're having sex Monday night. We're putting it on the calendar because, right, because otherwise what happens is if you, you go a couple of weeks or you go, you know, 10 days, whatever, and it hasn't happened early on in your marriage, and then you start doubting, is something wrong? Do they not want yeah, me? Is yeah. there so, And you start adding all these mental things that are just totally ridiculous, but it's because you haven't, you know. Yep. Yeah. 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 And it's Good. amazing the mind games that can oh, take yes. place yes. when you're not speaking about these mm-hmm. expectations mm-hmm. or even just desires that you personally have. I know for us, it was a season of sex looks very different when you're very pregnant. And then after you've had <laughs> oh, a baby. Oh, your hips break during oh, pregnancy. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's, it's, your it's hips not, broke. Not mine, Taylor, I've gone in. I don't know why they I didn't, said that. <laughs> they didn't break. She was, struggling, <laughs> she was struggling to walk for a little bit. Oh, well, she was pregnant with your giant exactly. son. I, I, he's a big boy. Yeah. yeah. So healthy. But, but that looks so different yeah. and something yeah. that we had never navigated yes. before. Yes. So it required exactly like you said, awkwardly honest conversations mm-hmm. of... Yeah. Okay, we're going to be okay. We're going to make it. But yeah. right now we have to be honest about it yeah. because otherwise grow that human. don't touch me. Because <laughs> yeah. Don't touch me. Yeah. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. But otherwise you get in your head yep. and yeah. you sure. can let lies creep in and you can let deception creep in. And suddenly you're thinking, is there something wrong with me? Right. Like what is going on? For and sure. you just have to squash that and you yep. have to have honest conversations. Yes. Well, so, and I think because like we were talking about sex really leads to intimacy. And so if you're in a season, you know, I mean, there's six weeks after you have a baby, you're not supposed to have sex. Like there's really just not much you can do about that, you know? Yeah. And so there is this time. <laughs> you hate to see it. You hate to see it. But you know, when you're not you know, doing this thing that leads to that kind of intimacy, you can tend to feel disconnected. And yeah. so sure. it really, you know, when you know that that is a thing that's going to yeah. unite you yeah. unite you, and connect you back together and you can't have sex, you know, you really have to be honest about it's those so things. True. And then emphasizes the importance of the friendship. Because yes. at yes. that moment, yes. you know, your hip size, Josh would say broken. <laughs> and, you know, 
nothing can happen. Well, thank God that we have a friendship right. that we For can sure. enjoy yeah. each right. other's Bank company. Yeah. We can go on a date night and we can laugh and right. have yeah. fun. And yes. we get to make that the basis yes. of what we're building. And, and that was, I was going to go another direction right there and say, and this, this may feel unrelated, but you're talking about the question is how to build a healthy sex life. Like yes. how to build a, like, have have shared experience like be actually good friends yeah That's good. you know like like go on do things together have shared experiences honestly in like talk about church together like that sounds so simple but for i know that most people watching this aren't working at a church they're not pastors or whatever right like they're they're maybe just got married and he works at floor and she works at the hospital and right so go to church together talk about it engage connect spiritually Mm -hmm. and the physical side of it is so much more natural when you have similar things that you're learning similar things areas that you're growing in similar things you have in common and as you start to learn more about each other like don't put all of the pressure on the physical side of it Mm -hmm. because that can be exhausting you know Mm -hmm. yeah that's so true that's good Mm -hmm. anything else you want to add josh no, I I would just say say that for 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 me and and I think for us is that 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 intimacy there there are two moments that I I distinctly remember is our actual wedding night was post having sex the the moment of of wow like we did this God's way and and this moment of feeling like in Genesis two it says Adam and Eve were naked and and, and unashamed yeah. together of like there is this beauty such vulner we talked about it earlier such vulnerability and closeness of like feeling that moment. And realize like this is the woman that I'm about to build my life with, and and this this sacred moment is so special. Yeah. And even I remember after when my mom passed, even having sex with with Taylor was again like there's this beautiful bond together through sex. It is this beautiful expression of love, and I'll just say keep that your focus. Yeah. It's, it's, you're not just trying to do a deed, but it's like no, this is this beautiful expression of love, and keep communicating all all the things we've yeah. done, and just keep your eyes on on the main thing. That's great. Um, so. Yep. And we've touched on it a little bit, but I would love to take the conversation a little bit of not, you know, not everybody you shared, Kristen, is walking into their wedding night a virgin. So what does it look like um, to be able to talk about those things when, you know, one, you've you've had sex before marriage and two, maybe you're dealing with some things that should have honestly never happened to you and dealing with how to how to walk through trauma. And I know that we're going to speak separately, specifically about this. And this is a huge topic. So if you are listening, this is something that you are um, walking through. I'm so sorry. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can we can talk about that. But truly professional counseling yes. is, I feel like, a massive thing that we need to, I we need to point ourselves to. So there's that. But anything um, practical that you want to touch on, mm. I'd love to hear. I, well, I think one of the things that I had to learn the hard way is because I had had sex outside of God's design for it, you know, and especially at a young age, is one of the things I had to realize is that now having sex in the way that God intended it wasn't just going to fix and heal me. And that Caleb could not fix so and good. heal me just by having sex within marriage, you know, now. And so I had to really let the Holy Spirit do a work in me to heal that part of me, you know, um, professional counseling, like you said. But I also remember, like, specifically, I mean, I can still picture it in my head. I got saved in high school. And so I remember going to my high school small group leader, you know, shout out to small groups. I am a testament of how yes. absolutely like small groups, small groups, the heroes. small groups, small yes. groups. I hey, mean, text rally to three zero three zero three if you want to join a rally group. Look, here we go. Plug it. Um, so I'm just a testament to how, you know, invaluable small groups have been in the course of my life, you know, following Jesus. But 
I remember thinking, oh gosh, I need to tell someone about my past. I need to talk about this. And so I remember going to my small group leader's house and I can still picture like sitting on the brick steps of the front of her house, like talking to her about it and her just really explaining to me. It was the first time that I really got this accurate accurate and beautiful picture of God's grace and redemption and her explaining these things to me. And I remember she prayed for me and she prayed over me and she prayed for my future husband because in my mind I thought, oh no, I'm a Christian now, but I have all of this mess that I'm bringing in with me to a future relationship and to a husband one day. And like, who is going to want me, you know? And so she just gave me just this beautiful example of God's grace and redemption and how healing was available. And so I would say, you know, if you have a trusted, wise counsel mm-hmm. that you can go to to talk to as well, you know, if, if it's something like abuse or trauma or something like definitely professional counseling, but mentors and, and just someone a little bit ahead of you that can walk you through it too is always really helpful. That's beautiful. And the thought that keeps coming to my mind is this idea of Healthy sex, healthy relationships take two people. Right. So I think sometimes we think it is going to, you know, I'm going to get with this person and maybe my brokenness we can, you know, forget about. And when I get together, we'll make one. It will be Mm -hmm. perfect. It will be whole. Mm -hmm. But what if we looked at it as in two healthy people coming together and having a healthy sex life? And that doesn't mean two perfect people coming together. It means two people that are willing to work through their brokenness, the past, yeah. what they've done, and let that be the foundation of, of healthy sex. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, as we're bringing our time to a close, I would love to just hear from you guys. Is there any parting words of, of advice or any thought, last, last parting thoughts you want to give everyone around the good old topic of sex? You know, actually, one of the things I did want to say that has really been helpful for me is the idea of purity, because I think for so long I thought purity was for single people. But the problem with that is that that makes marriage the end goal, you know, and and God does not have an intention for every single person to get married. And so what's been helpful for me, there's this phrase that has always stuck with me. I, I can't even tell you who said it, but that the enemy will do everything he can try to do to bring you together <laughs> before marriage. And he will try to do everything in a relentless way to um, keep you apart after wow. you're married. And so wow. I think what's been helpful for me in in my view of purity is that purity, I think, is almost just as important, if not maybe more important, in marriage. Um, because as you are protecting that intimacy and that safe space and sex just for your spouse, you're also protecting like this God-ordained and God-designed institution that is a picture to the gospel to the world. And so just protecting that that sex in your marriage as a safe pure space i think is just so important to keep in mind wow that's powerful yeah i guess i would just add you know josh and i on our team are memorizing the sermon on the mount and jesus has this whole section on not being anxious and i think some really good advice whether you're new in marriage and sex has not been what you think Mm. and you're you're worried or you're not married and you're freaking out, I would say Jesus's words are, look, tomorrow's going to worry about itself. Yeah. It, tomorrow's got a whole, he's got enough trouble going on. Don't worry about it. Um, so seriously, I think, I think not putting the pressure and I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to shatter the glass for a lot of people listening right now. Sex is not the best thing in the world. That's <laughs> like, true. It is, it is yep. wonderful, and it is great, and it yep. is a gift. It's not what you think, right? Yep. So if you have this idea of sex that, you know, whatever, so just relax about it. Relax, mm-hmm. and not, don't relax on, like, your standards, right? Don't relax on, on pursuing yeah. purity, but I'm saying relax on what you think sex is supposed to be because if God calls you to be single 
and and you have to live a you get to live a life of celibacy or you have a same sex attraction and your way to follow Christ and pick up your cross is to deny yourself and practice celibacy for your whole life you're not missing out on the greatest thing God yes. ever created yes good so so relax life with God Jesus to our knowledge never had sex mm-hmm. yeah. and lived the life that we all are hoping to live yep. yeah so so relax a little bit fall in love with Christ yeah. allow the spirit of God to bring you into great relationship with him and if you find yourself in a marriage and you get to have sex call us and we will help you out <laughs> otherwise <laughs> relax that's great yeah man. that's really that's good babe I would, I would just even, I feel like it's important to speak to, and we, we've, we've, we've touched on this, but like community really does matter. And, and yeah. I think it's, it's, you don't have to hide it. Like if, if you're, if you're struggling, if you need to talk, I would say get extremely trusted, high quality, close friends or mentors and, and make sure that you have a space to, to have conversation. I know there's been times in our lives where it's like, Hey, we just need help here or speak into this. So I just encourage anyone that, that you can have healthy conversations in community uh, as well. And, and so babe, what, what do you want to say? I think, I think you guys covered it. It's a gift, but ultimately the greatest gift is Jesus. Yeah. So I think sometimes sex becomes God and it was yeah. never meant yeah. to be, and it's never going to fulfill me yeah. and it's never going to satisfy me yeah. like Jesus will. So ultimately I think it's like you said, Caleb, keeping your priorities mm-hmm. in check and knowing um, that you're not ever going to live a less of life. Yep. Because you, you know, don't have this wild, hot, steamy sex in the yeah. laundry that you see in Hollywood. <laughs> but it is the laundry. The laundry. You guys have mentioned the laundry twice. <laughs> is that like a thing? A I'm thing. like, babe, okay, okay. Okay. Laundry. babe we'll, our, la- we'll, our laundry room, our laundry room. We'll say that it, that would not work for us. But <laughs> I we'll save that for podcast yeah. too. Yeah, there you go. All right, but yeah, I'm I'm so thankful. Um, just for honestly this honest conversation, and there's so yeah. many other topics that we we yes. could cover. So it's like, where do you even start? But hopefully, this is just a starting point for conversation, yeah. for discussion. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. Comment. Tell us. Shout out to the whites, the sex boats for coming on the Rally Round oh, table. Wow. Yes. I'm going to start introducing myself. Is that, you know, it's like my tagline. Please don't. Okay, I won't. I won't. Change your bio on Instagram. <laughs> All right. There we go. All right. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy. Thank you for joining the Rally Podcast. We hope it encouraged you. We'd love for you to be part of the Rally family. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and YouTube at New Spring Rally so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you'd like to connect to a campus, text Rally to 30303.